The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Allie Colbert Show. I'm your host, Allie Colbert. Before we get things started, a shout out to the only fan that matters. Uh, I'm going to call her Megan because that's her name. Megan, who entered my DMs without consent. And that's the only way to do it, folks. Only goes for DMs. And shared that she has been telling people on her dating apps that her favorite podcast is The Allie Colbert Show. And when they don't know what that show is, she will tell them what that show is. And if they do know what that show is, then there's a match on our hands. So, Megan, thank you for doing the Lord's work out there. Everyone who writes to me these gorgeous messages about how the show has, you know, I have such brain fog from COVID. Oh, by the way, that's I got COVID last week when I was going on and on about the intro, about how, you know, shout out to uh, those lucky ones that have never had COVID and it's year, you know, two or three of the pandemic. And I don't know, we're just immune. We're just so special. Nope. I had a huge viral load in me at that time. Um, a viral load. So disgusting. Of the, of the A viral load is like kind of the straightest load I will take. And uh, yeah, I have such brain fog from COVID. I can't even explain. Like I'm so not as fast as I used to be. I'm still making progress. I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better. But I got COVID, you guys. I, can, I cannot taste or smell. So that's interesting. It's a weird thing. I've noticed I'm noticing I'm able to eat more this way, which means that my nose, which I suspected for many a year, many a moon, that my nose is too strong. So like I get put off by smells or I get excited by smells. And um, I actually do better without my nose altogether because I have too powerful of a Jewish nose. Needless to say, Megan, you are recommending the podcast on dating apps and God bless you for that. Everyone else who sends me lovely messages about how the podcast inspires them, makes them laugh, touches them. Um, I love those notes. Thank you so much. But oh my God, put it on your story. Like we don't need to have a secret little love affair in my DMs. Post it in a comment. Tell someone else how the podcast lights you up. I know some of you do, but you know, where's the proof is really my question. Where's the proof? Be a Megan. This past week, Julian's mom DM'd me a video on Instagram for the first time in maybe like the second time in the history of my relationship with Julian. And she like sends me these videos, like the exact videos you think a boomer would message someone. 
um, where it's either like a pet doing something stupid, you know, like a cat maybe by a pool or something, or a baby saying something inappropriate, like a baby saying like, my mom's a bitch, you know, and everyone loses it. I hate these videos. I do not find these videos funny. I think the whole reason boomers find these videos entertaining is that they've they're still kind of figuring out the internet and they think it's amazing that these moments are caught on tape. I'm not surprised. I'm, you know, everything's on tape. If I wanted right now, I could Google a dog eating sushi and I guarantee I could see a dog eating a spicy tuna hand roll within five seconds. Yep. I just Googled it and immediately I see a picture of a poodle eating tuna crispy rice. So look, I am not impressed None of these videos do I think, wow, I need to share that. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? And sometimes I think there's something wrong with me. But just when people share these videos, I'm like, God, this is the least interesting thing in the world. So anyway, she sends me this video of this baby that's like saying bitch or the baby said like, fuck you, mom. And she thought it was hilarious. And then she was calling Julian and I got on the phone because it was on speaker. And she was like, how'd you like that video? And I'm like, oh, great. It was great. What am I going to say? It was a stupid fucking video. Don't send me these videos. And then she says, if I see videos like that, should I keep sending them to you? And now this was a critical moment because it was one thing for me to say it was cute when she already sent it. It's another thing for me. Now I'm giving her instructions on how she should behave. I love to give people instructions on how they should behave. So I was going to be honest. I said, listen, Lynn, do not send me these videos. I do, I do not find these videos funny. I said, the most you can do is you can send me a, vid- a video once a month if it's an incredible video. I don't want her to feel like she can't ever send me videos. Once in a while, if she sees something that she truly thinks is remarkable, <coughs> COVID cough, then she can send it to me. I get off the phone within two hours, I have a video from her and I'm thinking, holy shit, I have just opened up a can of worms. Seriously, this is a problem. I open up the video thinking this is going to be a video of whatever, a mouse on a bicycle, some stupid fucking video. And that's not a comment to Lynn so much as it's a comment to the videos that are online. And it is a video of a man, of a conservative comedian, making a joke about how Florida is like, He's like, yeah, don't come to Florida. It's really a mess. Wink, wink. And it's kind of about how amazing Florida is and how it's so great that the liberal agenda makes Florida out to be this sort of gay-hating, white supremacy state, when in reality it's this gorgeous beach town with incredible food and clean parks. I'm watching this video. I'm like, okay, not only now can you not send me videos, now I will block you from my phone. Okay, not only can you not send me videos now, now you can't meet your grandkids, Lynn. Do not send me these videos. Anyway, she's not listening to the podcast anymore because I banned her from the podcast. I I said, you can't listen to the podcast because now the episodes are getting too racy. It's like, do you know how to scissor? Do you know how to eat ass right? And I like interview her daughter about, I I just don't think it's for Julian's mother anymore. Anyway, um, this is a fun episode because this is an episode, this is really the heart of where the Ali Colbert show started, which is telling tales from the lesbian crypt. It is the stories of a lesbian childhood in suburbia. It is a lesbian childhood in the woods, which is where I grew up in the woods of Western Connecticut. And when you grow up in Western Connecticut, it's oftentimes you do find people in the woods. Um, 
You know, it's it's a place where at a party you could be doing blow in the woods or giving a blowy in the woods. Neither neither of which happened to me. But there's nothing going on in West End. So you resort to kind of unique drug behavior. If you're growing up in the city, you can go downtown, use a fake ID to get into a sake bar. And then you can go to a concert and keep yourself busy on the six train. And there's all of these things going on in West End. There's nothing to do other than crystal meth on a trampoline. However, I was a very uh, straight-laced kid. I was pretty much a square until I used alcohol to sort of inch my way closer to straight women and see if they would um, flirt with me and um, let me hold their hand. That was as racy as it got for me in high school. But this is a fun kind of look into some of the foundational events of high school culture, middle school culture, such as like this Memorial Day fair we had growing up and kind of what it felt like to be such a neurotic, closeted Jew. So I was cracking up the whole episode and Julian's there uh, and enjoy it. Uh, You know, leave us a review, do the usual thing you don't do. And uh, I'm excited for you to give it a listen. Give it a listen. I have two new segments for you before we go. Uh, and the first is I just would really like to have a shit list. And I don't want to call it just like my shit list because it needs to be more special than that. So instead of Schindler's List, I'll just call it my Schindler's List. Um, and the first thing I want to just rant upon for 20 seconds is just I hate when you make a reservation and they ask you to put your card down. I'm not doing it. I, that really, that makes me want to not go to your restaurant altogether. Why do I have to give you my social security and give you my chase number in order to potentially secure a table at your restaurant like that feels are there people out there who like would be like why is there identity theft and why do I need to be like locked in with that amount of security into I don't feel like we need that extra layer of commitment I just simply don't we're living in 2022 not everyone's married some people are in open relationships I do not want to be exclusive with you and your fucking hummus joint okay So that's the one thing that I'm like really hating this week. I'm tired of it. It's not like I'm going out, but I've had a lot of time to sit and stew on these things. Okay, that's what's going on. I also would like to continue giving more succinctly lesbian recommendations of the week. Okay, so this could be my hummus hour. Hummus is uh, sort of the, the bread and butter of the lesbian community. We eat hummus like hummus sponsors lesbian love. My pussy is sponsored by hummus. Hummus is sponsored by my pussy. The amount of uh, the amount of lesbians that eat hummus and the amount of hummus we eat is concerning. And I think that my lesbian recommendation of the week from Hummus Hour will be this new show on Hulu. It's called Conversations with Friends. I've only seen the first two episodes. There is a lesbian in it. And I just want to flag that to everyone that it is a gay show. Uh, And that needs to be on everyone's radar. So stop giving restaurants your credit card to make a reservation. And we got a lesbian show, Conversations with Friends. I heard it ends in heartache. So I just want to put that out there. But lesbians usually are fine to cry. So give it a... Well, I don't want to say give it a watch. I just wanted to put that on your radar. Enjoy the episode. Love you. Bye. I remember when I was growing up, I had a really intense relationship with bumper cars. Like, I remember people would be like, because I hated them so much when people were like, oh, come on, let's go do bumper cars. I would like be like, mom, like, I don't want to. And mom, my mom would be like, wait, they don't. just went to a place just my for mom the bumper would be cars? Like, don't do it. At the memorial, we had like a fair. And this was like, oh. oh my God, we had a fair. Wait, how often? Always? I, just once a year, right? You might find out if I finish the sentence. Once a year, right? You're going to find out if you let me finish the sentence. Every Memorial Day, memor- there was a fair at my school, the Memorial Day Fair. 
And it was <laughs> the hottest <laughs> event of the season. It was the sexiest no. event. And it was like, if you were in sixth grade, this was like a nightclub. Was school still going on on Memorial Day? Or was it after school? No, school, like grade school goes until late June. Isn't that sick? Oh, yeah, you're right. So, but Memorial Day weekend, okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, because Memorial Day. At the school. It was like they set up an affair yeah. in the backyard of the school, like on okay. the kickball field. Uh-huh. And if you were like a fifth grader, this was like where you would go to like lose your virginity. I uh-huh. mean, actually, you're not, but like you're just yeah. like, this was like. We had a state fair too. Okay. It was amazing. And I remember, I'll never forget going to this fair. And like, I was so freaked out to go on rides. Like, I would have panic attacks, but I would feel. All of them? For some of them, because those ones like are so probably easy to break or like malfunction because they like set them up and put them away. They're tetanus. They're tetanus. They are tetanusy. Yeah. (laughs) They're tetanusy, but they're twisted metal. They're tetanusy, but they're also just like put together like in a day. No, there's like the scrambler. There's like the salt and pepper thing. It seems like that should be a very like stable and like into the earth. Yeah, they're like not just like put up and like <laughs> into the earth. They're like IKEA amusement park. Rides. Yeah, exactly. There's like a there's like a folder. Someone takes it out a few hours before and it's like let's put together the big drop. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like really intense rides. Yeah. So we had a ride called the Salt and Pepper Shaker, which was oh. similar to the Zipper. And I remember people would be like, "You want to go? You want to go?" And you'd have to like act like you'd have to answer like immediately. And I wanted Why? to like like you're you know how you did that prom? What what is it called in volleyball where you got a mulligan? No, what? You know, it's like you get a mulligan. It's a redo. No idea what that is. It's like you defer. You get a redo. You don't know what a mulligan is? <laughs> no. Lesbian. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? An extra a stroke, stroke allowed after a poor shot. And golf? counted on the scorecard. It's just in like all other games. You're, you have a mulligan. It looks like the guy's playing it's golf. It's a free shot when you fuck up. I don't know why that's the word I thought of, but it's like when you when you defer and choose again is I'm I'm misusing this word. You know how your friend that guy asked you to prom and you were like I want to get back to you because you were having a meltdown yes. about whether or not to say yes. Yeah, that's that how was I felt not about, a friend. That's how I felt about going on these rides. Like I wanted to confer with my parental counsel. Oh, okay. If you wanted to like safe enough for me. You wanted to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted a second opinion. You wanted yeah. to like. I'm like maybe there be. It. I'm like this ride does look exciting, but it would be best for me to consult with my physician yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Like call him up. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about doing the big gulp. But you're not like that now. You jumped off a cliff recently. No, I'm not like that now. But I don't know why I was like that back then. I don't know. I was neurotic. And I remember a lot of people got kissed on the Ferris wheel, obviously. And that was like so intense for me. And oh my God, I had this one guy who I was so... I was one of those girls who like was such a lesbian and I ran out of guys at my school so fast that I started having to defer to like other towns. Mm. Like start considering other town low-level options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I went to my cousin's (laughs) My cousin's bat mitzvah one time uh-huh. and at my cousin's bat mitzvah, I like made friends with her, one of her like home friends uh-huh. or like his cousin. There was some like extended bullshit and we were like flirting. The guy was literally disgusting. He looked like a yellow Q-tip. Like he was awful. Like, uh-huh. I was no cup of tea either. Like, but, <laughs> yes, you were. No, no, no. At this point in time, I was on prednisone. So oh, my face was like, face. my face was moon face swollen six feet out. I was like huge. <laughs> And I was like flirting with this guy who was like literally a third of my size as a woman, mm-hmm. which is like always offensive. And we would like go back and forth on like AIM chat for a while after the bat mitzvah. And I was like, I have this Memorial Day fair if you want to come, you know. Mm-hmm. And we were like debating back and forth like for so many weeks whether or not like he could like go to this and like why if he could why get wouldn't a, he be able to come if he could get a ride and like I don't know we were both so like virginal that we couldn't like even put together a simple thing. 
And I remember he was like, okay, I'm coming. And I was like, okay, I have this date, but I still felt like oh I wasn't sure God. if I wanted to go on this date. And then the day before, he was going to drive That's an hour. So he canceled you on me. Him on a date? And then the day before, he canceled Why? on me. Why? Because he was like, I'm not. I don't think we're connected or something. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so I'm sorry. I remember I saw this older boy who I had the biggest oh, fucking yeah. crush on. He was eating this red cherry apple. And I was like, my God. I was like, I want to eat a red cherry apple. I always eat red cherry apples. And I think it's some like Pavlovian response. Do you mean like candy apples? Yeah, the candy apples. But when I say candy, people think I mean caramel and nuts. Oh, because you mean red, red on the candy. outside? Yeah. Oh, I've never had that. That's oh my disgusting. God. And I, I think I have some sort of like Pavlovian That's response like where I see those apples version. and my like, I'm like, <gasps> I think I'm like hot, like for a younger boy or something. This sounds so weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm, I'm high. I'm saying it reminds me of my youth when I was younger. Allie, you're like 15. And no, not in these. I was like in sixth grade. I must have been like in ninth. I'm saying like currently, like you're like I'm talking about myself as a youth. I'm almost 30. I can <laughs> no, tell a story not. from when I'm 11. What are you? What is your purpose on this I, podcast? I, you think, derail it. I really cancel think it? that you think you're like fifty-five. I hate to break it to you, honey, but you're not even thirty. I hate to break it to you. You, uh, you are so much younger than me in how you think and how you behave. <laughs> that the fact that you sit here trying to like, what are you doing on my own show? On my own show. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. So what was the point of that? The bumper cars. Oh, there were okay, bumper cars. It, and it. every time I went in the bumper cars, because of how like small I was, like very, un- very tiny. I'm just a tiny person. Yeah, but little kids go. I would it. get knocked in the bumper car. I would have a disc relocated <laughs> and I would have to I would have nerve damage in like my foot and I would have to get like go, <laughs> on to go to like physical therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would like actually. And everyone was like, it doesn't hurt that much. I'm like, it doesn't hurt that much. I don't have feeling in my left leg. There's this, there's something really weird going on here and I would get destroyed. And I hated that that was the fun of it, that you get in a car and the whole point was let them just crash into you. Yeah. That's so it's tra- not fun. That's so traumatic. Who is How that fun for? I guess it's fun for people with rage. Bumper cars. How about we all go for a scenic drive? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> I would like that to be a fun thing. A fun little activity. Yeah. You go on a track and you pretend you're driving. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to? Why do we have to crash? I know. Bumper cars. So you just get into a car crash. What is there another ride? Plane. Plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> it really is awful. Like, like what? It, why do people want that? Like honestly, what Ship is enjoyable sink? about it? I don't know. It's just it's just young kids. Just no, but like adults like it. It's like it's it's people with rage problems. It's not people with rage problems. It's second graders. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean adults like it? What adults are going oh on bumper God. cars? Definitely adults like it. Teenagers like it. Everyone likes it. It's not just for kids. We had my senior graduation. I don't know if your your high school had this. Right after the ceremony ends, they put you in a car. You don't know where you're going, and they take away your phone. What? So you have it's called like graduate. I don't know what it is. After it's prom, a, you said no. Right after you graduate high school. You're did gra- you say anything about prom? <laughs> I did, but we jumped around. Oh, okay. After your graduation ceremony, you get on a party bus. That's the only time I was on a party bus. No, not a party bus. A, a Greyhound. <laughs> and they and they take away your not phones. A party bus, a Greyhound. They take away your phones. Yeah. And then they do like all these events all night to keep you from like going out and drinking yourself to death before you gra- really? after you graduate. Yeah. It's some sort of like no, I've never so- heard of that. sober programming. No, what do you guys do though? It's a mystery night. And I remember. So what did you do? I'll t- fucking tell you. So. So 
in advance of this night, I was having a huge anxiety. I was having huge anxiety because they don't tell you where you're going. I'm like, I just graduated. I would like to go home. <laughs> I don't want to be up all night with everyone. But you were you were forced to go to this. Everyone, even people everyone that, like, didn't drink, was forced to go to this. The entire school. No, it was it was programmed by the school, Julian. Oh my god, this is so weird. So you had to send a permission slip, and then you get on what a if bus you couldn't after get permission? graduation. Then you fucking lucked out and you didn't go. And yeah. I asked my mom to not give me permission. And she said, I think you'll regret it if you don't go. And I, I think she said, you don't have to go. But I felt like really weird not going. Like everyone after graduation gets on this bus. And then I was going to be like, all right, it's been fun. But I would have much preferred to graduate that way. I wanted to go home. It's been four hard years. I wanted to sit down <laughs> with my family and take a have a drink. I don't want to go on a bus and go like out dancing. Let me Wait, sit so down with my go? mother and father, <laughs> thank them for my childhood and have a nice roast chicken. It's Shabbat. <laughs> so you get in the car. They drive you 90 minutes away. You're exhausted. You're exhausted. Your adrenaline's <laughs> pumping. You did. We had a whole day of this bullshit. They drive you an hour and a half away to like an arcade that has like a go-kart ring inside of it and all this stuff. So I remember everyone was like, do you want a go-kart? I'm like, no, that's kind of bringing up my bumper car trauma. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to go on the go-karts. They go so fast. They're going to crash. I felt pressured to do that. I think I might have done that or freaked out. It's 3.30 a.m. now. And all I want to do is go to sleep. But I'm stuck in this arcade 90 minutes from Weston with... The teachers or whoever's supervising this trip. Mm -hmm. You get back in the car. You go to a restaurant. You all have to have barbecue food. It's like 4 a.m. You get No, 4 a.m. Really? They keep you out all night. All night long. I forget what this is called. Other Until than torture. what time in the morning? Finally, it's 5.36 a.m. They take us to the beach and we what? watch the sunrise. Oh, my God. This is hell. And then they drop us back off at the school. That's actual hell. It is the most disgusting thing I've ever, I've ever been That's a part of. That's disgusting. How dare you do that to me? That's just awful. Graduated high school. You're going to make me stay Why up all night? Why would they do that? Beca- because there had been a history in the tri-state area of kids on high school graduation night drinking themselves to death. But why wouldn't they, they just created- do it tomorrow night? And they... <sighs> I'm sorry, like, Einstein. <laughs> why is it going to stop them this one night? They'll just They'll go there and get fucked up the next night. Yes, I-, I hear what you're saying, but this was some sort of initiative. I don't know if it was school. I don't know who started it of these high schools, like creating this programming. So kids, All right. whatever, you get it. Anyway, that was fucking awful. I hated yeah. it. It was, it was truly hell on earth. Meanwhile, I think I'm like dating one of the girls in my class. Meanwhile. I think I'm dating one of the girls in my class. She's got a boyfriend. Who? So at least, so at least if we're going to stay up all night, I'm like, at least I could be with my wife. She's like in the back of the bus with her boyfriend. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I can't get a break here. I can't get a break. Not even my wife will sit with me. <laughs> She's out partying all night. I was just there alone. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. So, bumper cars. No, you were with your friends, weren't you? Uh, that night, I, I was friends with the losers, too. So, when I was done with the popular kids, the losers always, well, it was like a homecoming. They're uh-huh. like, what it's, what's it like in the States? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had that, too. And I'm like, it's good. The food's a little different. The people <laughs> are fun. But I miss being home. Yes. And they're like, shoot. <laughs> Anyway, I was going to say what happened. I wanted to tell the story of what happened at my prom on this because you know it. It was my prom. I had just become friends with the cooler kids. And I was like, fuck, this is going to be kind of interesting seeing how my time and their like prom group unfolds. Mm-hmm. I get asked by 
one of the more beta males of the group, if not the most beta of the of the popular group. Whatever. Fine. I'll take the invite. I just need a pass. <laughs> I need personal too. <laughs> You need a pass. Any any date will do. I just yeah. needed my ticket in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sounds like a plan. I would have gone with a tree stump. <laughs> if it invited me. <laughs> anyway, we go to my friend's house for like pictures for the prom pictures. Wait, All, what year prom? Oh, already this is an issue. Yeah, prom. What senior, year? Senior. They're like, um, there's too many kids to like go to all like one house. So we have to split it up. So basically the losers uh. are invited to do photos at one house. <gasps> Oh, no, this was a different year, but whatever. The losers were invited to do photos at one house, and then the cooler kids had a different house that had, like, a pool mm-hmm. in the background. Mm-hmm. So our, our house was, like, was like a city view or a beach view. <laughs> like, the city view hotel kids had, yeah. like, the cheaper choice. Uh-huh. Anyway, it was senior prom, and there was not enough room on the party bus. This is where my party bus trauma began. Not enough room on the party bus, so, like, four couples, four guys on their dates had to go <laughs> travel to prom <laughs> in, like, a little... Like a small sedan. <laughs> behind, the, behind the party bus. And I was like, actually, I think it was a, a small limo. It was a small limo <laughs> with six couples. No, four couples. Or three. No, I'm sorry. Like three couples. Like six people. And then in front of it was a party bus with like the other 15 couples. Oh, my God. And we were like. I was imagining if it was a movie, it would like cut to the party bus and it'd be like, all the small thing that it cuts stars and we're just like clinking tea glasses being like, <laughs> so what are you? Like, it was yeah. so boring. Yeah. But it was like a party and then our bus was like dead silent. People were like really awkward. Yeah, like, I get it. I can picture it. So it was awful. And then we got there to the prom. Obviously, the prom itself was like horrible. It's like nothing good about that. And they like security wand you down for vodka. And then after the prom, the after party, that same limo couldn't get into the after party because the person's mom didn't want to have that many kids. So the losers had to each disperse to go to their own after party. None of my friends stood up for me. And I just like took the car and like drove to some kid's house in Westport and I hung out with them and then drove home. So sad. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty sad. I was fine with it, but I was upset, I think. I'm sorry. I was upset that my quote unquote best friend wouldn't say like, we should invite Allie. Yeah. I'm in love with her and we talk all the time. Maybe we (laughs) should invite her. And they were like, and then everyone was like, don't worry. That prom and party ended up being so bad because the parents took the weed. (laughs) But whatever. I thought it was awful. I'm sorry. What is your prom story? I'm really sorry about that. Thank you. My prom story, my traumatic prom story was when I was like in ninth grade, a 10th grader asked me to go to prom and he was like part of the popular group of mm-hmm. older guys, mm-hmm. but he was like the losery-ish one. That's my exact the group. That's the social hierarchy I just explained. Yeah. So exactly. Bottom but I wasn't senior. Mine was, I was a freshman. Yeah. So I was like, you can't go otherwise. Mm-hmm. So he asked me and I was like one of the only freshmen that got asked. And I was like, I, I really honestly didn't understand why he was asking me. It felt almost like a prank. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. I so I thought it like maybe it was a prank because these like older guys weren't that nice to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of concerned about that. And then I was like, okay, well maybe I should go and just like get in with this group. I could finally be like really popular. I think, I think this could be it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was like an audition. It was like an audition. Yeah. I was totally. like, I could get like really in with these older guys. I joked my way in. Mm. Well, I then was like, then I'd committed. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I freaked out mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, 
having a nervous breakdown constantly. Yeah. Like anticipating this prom. Yeah. And I would like see all the people around and be like, oh God, they're going to be in my bus. They're going to be in my bus. And I just like couldn't. I was like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. So I like freaked out and I had to talk to like the school counselor about it. You needed to like seek support. I needed, guidance. I needed, I needed additional support. Like my mom wasn't cutting it. Like no, nothing. It wasn't really. Your mom wasn't emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. What should I do, mom? I don't know. Oh, whatever. All right, I go on. Know. What do you want me to say? Go on, go on. <laughs> Love you, mom. She's not listening. She lost rights a while ago. <laughs> I made her stop listening a while ago. <laughs> as soon as I started having episodes that are that are titled like what it's like to be fingered I was like Lynn you're done she's like are you sure I can't listen what is it about SEX are you going <laughs> you going um, so I talked to the guidance counselor and I was like I can't do this so I had to I had to go back out and tell the guy actually <laughs> sorry I, I can't come why <laughs> just to be clear why couldn't you go because I was too nervous <laughs> You couldn't emotionally handle it. Exactly. It was too much for me. Clearly, I was like, I couldn't get through the day. So I had to back out. So basically, I told the guy no. You broke it off because you were too anxious. You couldn't emotionally handle it. Exactly. So then I thought about it some more. And I was like, no, now I'm going to be like left out. And like, I already like went through the emotional turmoil of this. I got to just see it through. You went back on your decision. I went back on my decision. (laughs) What did you say to him? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hey, Kevin, I can't remember how I did it. I was just like, like I know how I said I can't go, <laughs> yeah, but I actually can I go. found a way. I actually can now. <laughs> You're playing. Your- just wait. <laughs> the worst. Just wait. Yeah. What he so said. then I'm back in. Okay. Oh, he said good. Yeah. Yeah. He's I like, would Great. like, I would let someone say that. Once. Okay. Ready? Then my anxiety came back too heavy. <laughs> it went back too heavy. So, and I then had an added pressure of like, there was a family friend's bar mitzvah. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, I can't miss it. I just can't. This is not. This is the wrong choice. So I backed out again. And what he said? He was. Please don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> Did he say that? Uh, he didn't actually say that, but it was like it's very awkward between us. Why? Not still. Like is it he just was clear very that you were mentally ill at the time. <laughs> I get. I don't know. I may have. I may have pulled it off somehow, but I also. It was a pretty big deal for me. Oh my God. I, it's like when I messaged and I posted this on my Facebook, but when I messaged that kid to go to the dance and I was like, Hey, do you want to go to the dance? He didn't respond in two hours. Like, I was asking my mom, like, it says he read it. Like, what do I do? And my mom like guided me in drafting a message that said, Hey, all good. I can see, I can see we're not like a match. Your mom told you to send that? Like something that was like that. And then, and then later he wrote like, Hey, yeah, like oh, someone already asked me and I was like, never answered. And I actually oh messaged God. him like 10 years later yeah. saying, any word on if you can go to the dance? <laughs> and he replied, what? He like, didn't get it at all. Wait, what? Oh, look, here's my message to this kid for the, the dance that I messaged him over a Facebook messenger. This message was sent September 11th, 2007. Mm. So that was 15 years ago. So I was 13. Hey, tomorrow we drop Spanish and then Thursday we don't have school. So might as well ask you now. Do you want to go to Evergreen with me? That was the dance. It was at 2.53. I said that. Then at 5.47 to no reply. I write, okay, no worries. I'll see you there. Oh my God. And then I messaged him 10 years later in 2017. So did you have a good time at the dance? And he replied, what? 
I'm going to send a reply right again right now. What are you going to say? Do you remember the dance? Did you go to the dance? <laughs> did you end up going to the dance? I wonder if you know Did you end up having a good time at the dance? Did you end up going to the dance? I just sent it. I don't even know if this kid knows I'm a comedian. He probably like has no idea who I am. I thought he was so cute. I was I really liked him. That's what he looked like. How cute is that? Adorable. I know. <laughs> Why are we both like where are we both like wishing I went out with him? We're like a couple. We're like gonna get married and we're both like, God, he's so cute. <laughs> like, we blew it. It's reminding me of Corner Guy. Remember we saw the guy outside Great White? Oh my God, that was so fun. That was a phenomenon. Can that you explain so that? Fun. Explain that. You explain it. We were walking across the street in Venice. We had just gotten breakfast and we're walking to the beach. And I don't know what happened, but a guy, like this cute guy came up to us and like made some joke. And Julian and I were both into him. We we're both like going back and forth with him, he laughing, like had a little, giggling. He had a little banter with each of us. He separately. was cute. He was like giving us each attention. And then he walked away and we were both like giddy about him for like an hour. <laughs> And we were both like, <laughs> is he our friend? Like, do we find him? Like, it was so strange because we were, were both thinking about him. We're for like in an a couple, but we were both like, but it was like, we weren't going to have a threesome with him. But we just wanted to like know what would happen. But why? <laughs> why did we want to know? I don't know. Something about him was like really good. And we were like, he could be our sperm donor. Yeah. Oh, we lost him. Maybe we'll find him again. I really hope we do. But I don't know why. Like, what do we want for him to date us? I don't know. We don't know yet what we want. And what if it's oh my God, what if we both started dating someone and we shared him? Yeah, I wouldn't be okay with that. I wouldn't either. That would be terrible. I would hate that. I don't want you to be with like, anyone. Also, wouldn't work with you. That wouldn't be what I. I would be so upset if you were dating someone else, especially a dude. But you're dating him too. Yeah, but then I could just embody my feminine. I was like, I'll like yeah. the grace course. Yeah, you could do feminine with him and masculine with me. Yeah, but I don't want you to be with him. But I am going to be feminine. And you can't be feminine with him. So I just need to ask with him? You can't be with him. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I want to read this dating story from a listener. You can't be with him. I want to read this dating story from a listener. I think it's really good. Are you ready? Okay. My therapist suggested a book. I read it quickly. It was a memoir written by a gay woman who experienced a fuck ton of trauma and ruined all of her relationships. I was in. Wait, hold on. You have to backtrack. I started thinking about a yoga pose. I'm going to teach. Okay, go. Sorry. Go back. So fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, please listen. Okay. This one story and then we're done. Okay. My therapist suggested a book. I read it quickly after. It was a memoir written by a gay woman who experienced a fuck ton of trauma and ruined all of her relationships. I was in therapy because I'm drawn to really fucked up people. So I obviously personally reached out to the author on her website. We emailed back and forth a lot. She told me she was falling in love with me via text. Oh, my God. She flew out on a whim. Done. One Sorry, e- what's the book about again? Are you ch- no, a no, please, gay please, woman please. who had a fuck ton of trauma? No, but what is the name of the book? Oh, she didn't give it to me yet. But like the theme of the book. Start In the beginning, it says it. It's like it was a memoir about. A gay woman who experienced <laughs> a fuck ton of trauma and ruined all of her relationships. It was a memoir. <laughs> what? His therapist told him to listen to My watch therapist this? suggested a book. Okay. It was a memoir okay. written by a gay woman who experienced a f- Okay. So they Wait, eat. so is this a gay woman writing us or a man? Julian? Is it a woman or a man? I don't fucking know. I think a woman. All right. 
We emailed back and forth. She told me she was falling in love with me via text. She flew out on a whim one evening from South Carolina to Washington, D.C., where I'm located. I wanted to fuck and she wanted to make love. She shook the entire time she was with me. And it was the worst sex of my entire life. The question is, would you tell your therapist that this happened? Oh, my God. Lastly, definitely. Lastly, this author continued to send me I love you emails. And in her last email said, I wish we could have breakup sex so I could cry in your arms. I knew her for less than two weeks. Okay, well, obviously, this woman is. It's a book about her trauma and like how fucked up she is, essentially. So why did you why did you reach out to her? (laughs) Okay, so they said this person said that they had this problem. They literally said to their therapist, I'm drawn to fucked up people. Yeah. The therapist said, you should read this book about a fucked up person. Yeah. And this person turn you is, off from it. So you could like learn from what not to go This person is toward. so drawn to fucked up people that they were like, I want like, to get to the source. Fuck this fucked up person. The ultimate I want to fuck up. the mecca of, of fucked yeah. up. So do you want to tell your therapist? I think yes. absolutely. And, and also like, you might need like stronger therapy. You need to like, you need to up that. <laughs> Electric shock therapy. <laughs> This therapy might not be cutting it. Yeah. This You're ther- not like in book level therapy. You're like in like immersive, <laughs> like four day a week therapy. <laughs> if you want to get anywhere with this. You need to be like locked <laughs> away. And like <laughs> the way this person is asking about telling your therapist, I can tell that they're coming from a place of like, is the therapist going to make them wrong? They're neglecting then to leave e- the therapist. They're neglecting. <laughs> They're neglecting to even realize that their opportunity to have a breakthrough on their mental health comes from talking to the therapist. That's not what that's not what's being. I wanted to source that part of the conversation for our listeners. Okay, not just about like, am I going to ask for forgiveness to my therapist? It's like, no, this could be an opening into your mental health. Yeah, your therapist doesn't care that you fucked the author of a book. Why the hell would your therapist care? People don't realize that. Like people are so... Like you think your therapist will be mad at you? Yes, that's what how people think. That or maybe it's just how I think. Your therapist will be mad at you? I think the way that this person is saying it, would you tell your therapist? This Okay, anyway, I thought that was an amazing story. Yeah, it's a really great story. And it's just the answer is so clear. What is the answer? Tell your therapist. Yeah. But it's, if you don't it's, trust your therapist and also, enough. Can and we get the name of the book? Send right to the podcast the <laughs> yes, name of the book. Please, please. And, and it's not to rat out the author or anything like that. I just want to know. And also, the, are the, you the a man or a woman? A gay woman who experienced a fuck ton of trauma. The, a, a woman wrote this, I think. Anyway, I have another submission and then we're done. When I got myself back out there. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is the same person. They said they didn't fuck with women for two years after that. And then they said, when I got myself back out there. I met a woman who took me back to her place and it was completely covered with cat hair. Like cat hair that flies in the air and gets in your mouth. Her bed was filthy. The hair was literally sticking to genital parts. It was horrific. It's disgusting. Wait, the cat hair shouldn't be on this person's genital. Genital? Genital. Genital. It shouldn't be on your genital. Why would the cat hair... I'm sorry. I've babysat many a dog. I never. I'm like, God. There's all this Labrador <laughs> fur in my pussy. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. <laughs> what? Right? Like, sorry. That's a little weird. It's like so thick. Yeah, thickly like, coated in cat hair. God, I really hate cats. I have to tell you. But like, why is there cat hair just blowing around? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really disgusting. <laughs> it's a nail breaker. 
All right, we're going to go, guys. Thanks for listening. Keep emailing your stories at theallycolbertshow at gmail.com. Theallycolbertshow at gmail.com. Follow Jules on Instagram, Jule, at Julian Pell. Follow the show. Give it a comment. Subscribe. Paste your favorite moment on your story. Tag me, whatever you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>